0: Honestly, spoiler, this episode in Buddhist, so I don't think it'll even last that long. <laughs> like I was just like <laughs> <laughs> And I just kept seeing people say great episodes, so I was like, okay, okay, when but I watch,
1: okay. Uh, I'm like maybe he's I just think they tried to do way too much at the same time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well yeah. they're trying to make everyone's life, I guess, seemingly popping or interesting. Or juicy. You can't have that. You need everyone can't be a main character.
1: You need an A storyline and a B storyline, and it just seemed like they wanted Issa and Molly to both have their lives, do something at the same time. So like, there's... and then also not just you wanted Issa's life to be popping. Issa's in a Twitter beef. Like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like, okay, I'm like, I was really, I was thinking, okay, yeah. maybe we're gonna see Crenshaw. And, you know, they're gonna. Like they, they're gonna hash it out, something. Something. So when I'm just seeing, and even when she sent that DM, I knew, I knew, I knew
0: he's gonna screenshot it. I was I like, can't. why is she doing that rookie error?
1: I'm like,
0: don't have, don't have this man, don't have this man.
2: It
1: he did. already thinks, you know, like, uh. and then also her not asking money for help, it was falling back into old patterns. I mean, I'm not saying don't ask the, like maybe you know. She wants to do a big girl, but saying she's fine. I think she knows. Never-
0: now we're talking about it.
1: Welcome guys to episode three of the reality check podcast. With <laughs> me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> with me, Leo, and I'm Nessu. And we are
0: the Reality Check Podcast. I know that's right. I know guess right and never ever wrong. How are you, Boo? This week um has started off really different. i last week I was really down. I'm not gonna lie.
1: You were down, Horan, that's right.
0: Down bad. Um and I think um over the weekend like I had to kind of just get, you know, have a talk with myself, give myself, you know, a, a good old E C D style pep talk in the mirror.
1: You had a you had a family meeting with yourself.
0: Yeah, like okay, all of us, let's let's get together. What's going on? You know, I had to check in with myself. Um, mm-hmm. last week I was speaking to um my friend Isitu, and we just had a little bit of a heart to heart, a little bit of a moment, and she told me something like I should do. Well, that helped her, well, that she recommended really. And after I did it, I felt so good. I mm-hmm. uh, just felt a little bit more positive and more hopeful. And that being said, Today, I mean, work was work. I mean, work is going to be work. But I'm a lot more hopeful for the week, for the future, that kind of thing. I think sometimes um, you can relate. When you live away from your family, you kind of talk to them all the time, like on the phone. Then you're on social media all the time. And even on social media, like you're absorbing and taking in all sorts of things from, you know, jokes to memes to TV show critiques to like music to a lot of news, and sometimes I just feel overwhelmed.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's also closely to my closely linked to my line of work. So sometimes I just feel like I need to breathe. I need to put all the devices away and just be one with myself. Um, I did film for YouTube this weekend, but I was definitely like just kind of chilling mostly, you know.
1: So you feel um,
0: not if this
1: makes sense, but like you feel connected
0: yes like i'm too tapped in like i don't i don't want to know this much okay. <laughs> got the vibes yeah so this weekend is really wonderful like i obviously had some stuff to do and some stuff i wanted to do for myself but yeah. also just i re- wasn't on my phone as much um so sorry to everyone who's hearing this and who i over reply like humming <laughs> a whole tight friends um yeah that was me how are you doing talk to me Child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I promised myself um a chill weekend. Tell me, tell me, did I do that? Did
0: I do that? I even saw um and it was a snap Ooh. and there was two people are cluttered by shampoo here and it was like a Sunday or something. <laughs> I said, baby, what happened to relaxing?
1: <laughs> I just I just think I'm a zero or a hundred babe like it's either I'm like all the way up there all or nothing bouncing on the, off the ceiling <laughs> or I'm in bed curtains drawn room is dark as hell not talking to nobody <laughs> not answering calls not even a damn tweet will come out that weekend like literally, I think that's how I am mm. and I want to mo- I want to I want to move one of the goalposts or either or both just like have yeah, a little yeah. bit of in-between, just like where I go out. And when I go out, I don't mean, you know, have a brazier. Just literally go out, do something, and come back home at a respectable hour.
0: Yeah.
1: Child, this <laughs> not is a
0: respectable
1: thing. hour. This, 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 this life. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: ah, I can't even talk I'm about it. Like, I'd be out out these days.
0: But it's good, man. Life is for living. To be honest, life, life is for living.
1: The, life is for the life is for the living.
0: For the living, baby. But
1: yeah, that's um. This week, i do not know if I'm. I don't think I'm very excited for this week. Not that, like. There's anything bad happening. Just
0: yeah, it's just very just mellow, just chill. Yeah. Nothing really to look forward to, but it's also not gloomy.
1: Yeah, like I said, um, I think I was talking to Rose. I'm like, yeah, just like mellow. Like I'm not sad, but mm. I'm also not like woo. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: now that we're done with that,
0: Monday our favourite day of the week
1: honestly like Monday is like one of the best days of the week
0: no the quite three.
1: literally the tear I know the tear is alive with <laughs> with, the
0: with commentary with the jokes with the shake like, Monday a
1: very good day to be on Twitter. Monday morning although it's Anyway, and it depends what kind of Sunday you had.
0: Exactly. (laughs) For some of you, you might wake up feeling like regret. You might be like, ugh.
1: The things I do over the weekend make me hate Mondays. (laughs) But, you know, Mondays, as you said, Mondays, Insecure Day, Rehearsers of make Day.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's get into it. How are you
0: feeling, Insecure, Episode
1: 3? Did you watch it?
0: I did. How could I not? It's like he was like my baby. Everybody knows that that show, like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> like even those that have liked shows before I never No, shows. they
0: have never liked shows like this. <laughs> like, of course I watched it. What?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. This season I said it not last week. I said it in our first episode. There's something this season is missing, or like just they're too focused on something that they're missing the mark in other, you know, regards, like, I mean, I love a beach episode, like, the, the whole time, I'm just there thinking, remember the Pose beach episode, I'm like,
2: yes.
1: yay, got the beach, like, let's go to the yeah. beach, Beach. let's go get away. Uh uh, uh.
0: uh. Uh. No, I get you, I had high expectations for the beach episode as well, and yeah, I- how does the beach suck, like, how are you gonna make the beach suck,
1: everybody
0: loves the beach. <laughs> Um no, I feel you. I have to unfortunately recall my statement from episode one. Looking back, that was very outlandish. I sat there and claimed that I thought that this was gonna be one of the best like show closes and stuff. And there's a lot going on. In fact, not there's a lot going on, there's nothing going on. Like it's not giving half of what we thought it was gonna give. Um, like you said, it was a beach episode. And it didn't even, it wasn't fun. Um, We spoke a little bit off camera, and you were saying, um, well, before we were mic'd up, but you were saying (laughs) I
1: feel. Not not off camera.
0: (laughs) You're saying how you feel um, that they're trying to do too much for many people at the same time. They're trying to advance the plot for different characters,
1: but they're trying to do it at the same time, whereas we're used to this episode as Molly's episode is Issa's, this episode is Lawrence's but this time things were happening for everyone, Isa and Molly obviously Kelly I don't think what was happening with Kelly is something we're going to come back to in yeah. the, the show but you could see that there was something going on and even like we got the resolution of the date like you said the fact that we didn't know anything about the date could mean you know that's her husband
2: and he and said and mm, she
1: Just wait right there.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. You were right. I, I actually even said to my friend Jackie, because um, she lives Um. in Florida. So obviously, because of our time difference, we tend to hand, have our little catch up in the afternoon and then yeah. you and I will come and record in the evening. Yeah. And when I was speaking to her, I was like, Leo was actually right that, you know what, this might actually just maybe be the season ends off with Molly, Molly actually being fine with being alone. Um, she might actually not actually find that prince charming, yeah. you know, because if it's not one thing, it's the other. In other situations, we found that, you know, maybe she's been a little bit like of a self-sabotage queen or kind of ruined things. And this time it doesn't seem to be the case. And she even says how the date went pretty well. Everything was fine. Then sexually, I...
1: She's like, nope.
0: I mm-mm. And you know, I love that for her because... <laughs> I mean, we have all seen and heard the tales of, you know, a lot of heterosexual women. Sexually, a lot of people are, you know, taking and accepting things that they shouldn't, or maybe there's not much of a large pool of options. So I'm glad she said, mm-mm, mm-mm, certainly not I. <laughs> I'm not staying to put up with this. Um, I agree. I kind of feel like it's not maybe at the same level as Pose with season three of Pose, like we had a lot of jumping, and we had a lot of like gaps within the storyline where this person we don't know how this happened. We was talking about how Damon literally one day, oh he relapsed, he's gone. This person, I mean, we woke up one day,
1: I forgot about him. Like, girl,
2: <laughs> we <were laughs> Maybe. More. like,
0: what? And then even just the actual season opener, like we blinked, we woke up, the houses are separated. Cubby's in hospital and like on his deathbed, like all these things, where like they skipped looked, so much. That was <laughs> because he looked obviously, he looked yeah, he looked really different. Yeah, so I'm like, who?
1: Because <laughs> I'm like, this person is clearly important, but I, just, <laughs> like, I know. I'm like,
0: who? 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 That's the thing. And I feel like in this case, they don't have the gaps but I feel like they're gonna end up having the same effect because they keep introducing all these things that like, okay, hear me out. It's the final season. We're in episode three. As much as it does add context to Nathan, Going back into Nathan's past and the situation with his cousin Thomas and his wife. We d- we don't need that right now. We're running out of time.
1: we are really not doing what they think it's doing.
0: Like, we don't have the time. That time actually could have gone to Kelly. Because like you said with Kelly, you can see something's going on. Um, even when she has this, like, breakthrough moment with Risha. Which actually my friend was even highlighting how it's interesting that we've never seen Kelly have this in, um, kind of situation or dialogue with any of her actual friends. And now Risha, who is and you know
1: with- Tiffany wasn't there, right?
0: Billy, she's m i a. like are we about to find out that they're not friends no more? or what? like
1: well, I think I think it's probably just like backstage stuff, but they have yeah. make it
0: part, part of, of the storyline. Story. Yeah, it's given you. It's, it's, it's interesting that she's having this moment with Risha. Um, and like you said, there's a time even Isa asked her, okay, oh, are you drinking again? And she said, no, girl, this is for you. Like I'm not drinking till. I've gotten myself together or until I'm committed. I don't know. She's committed to not drinking until she reaches the goal that she, you know, um, has gone after. But I just think Nathan... the Most of the episode, I've obviously heavily focused on Nathan. And I just feel like that's kind of the wrong character to really focus on. I get that they wanted to show how maybe Issa and Nathan kind of get on good terms again. But that could have been achieved without all of the backstory that they showed. I don't know if they were unaware or unsure of how to get Issa and Nathan to have that vulnerable moment at the end without introducing, you know, the whole thing. But the whole thing with these cousins is just like, huh? Like it's important, but like now-
1: doing, What is it doing to the plot? Is it taking the
0: nothing, plot? Nothing. Um, like you said, this episode, two things are happening at the same, like, two of the characters lives there's a lot happening at the same time you see molly kind of navigate these two guys share a common interest in her it's probably a nice feeling given like the past year that she's had um she also goes back and forth with herself about whether she should pursue the situation um and she's not afraid to admit that you know she wants to get some like her Fatma ma coochie wally downstairs like she is like listening get a little bit of something and I do think that this time it's not the same as the past where it's like okay money yeah like I need a man so maybe I'm gonna sleep with this person she just really just actually like honestly I just want to get some it doesn't seem like she's putting much weight on the situation like this person's gonna now start taking me on dates and it's gonna lead to something that was literally all that she wanted and she seemed like she was happy with that decision. She and Issa, for the first time, it seems like now Molly's able to ask questions and not get judgy Issa, where Issa's like, mm, I don't know. She's just like, oh, if you want to, go ahead. They had a key, key, And key. it's not
1: passive-aggressive. It's not like... <laughs> it's
0: not like, well, if you like, want to. <laughs> if you like, yeah, I love it. It's like, nah, <laughs> you no. <know>. Girl, <laughs> if you want to do it, you should do it.
1: Um, I saw a tweet. Someone said it was... Uh, what they got from this episode was, like, something about like open and honest communication and how Mm -mm. when like so Issa and Molly were open and honest with each other the whole episode and everybody got what they wanted if I ask you oh should I do it no Mm -mm. you know and then the lesson for Issa and Nathan was that the more they tried to avoid and act weird the worse it got for them yeah then it was only when they said sat down there I don't know if they were at the beach wherever they were, okay. and then they were like, "Listen, I want to be your, fr- I want to be your little friend." And he's like, "I want to be your I'm little
2: friend, friend. Yeah, and um,
1: then what? That's how, how everything like kind of came together because they yeah. were not with each other.
0: Um, it was very funny enough. This was the first episode that I didn't need the wind down to catch what the theme of the episode was. I found that with all of the situations, I quickly caught on that communication was the main thing. Because even with Nathan and his cousin, where Thomas finally actually does reveal, I mean, as much as we just feel like a waste of our time, but even within that storyline itself, it turns out his cousin has been lying this whole time and pretending that his wife was the one who kicked Nathan out. And the whole time it was him. And I thought it was quite sad that he didn't think while Nathan was still there, Though his reasons for maybe feeling like Nathan can't stay may have been valid, like he felt like it was probably not the safest, especially for his kids. Like he mentioned Nathan not locking doors and stuff like that. Very valid. I just wish he would have maybe said something first. Like, you know, I think with people, it makes sense to initially have a conversation like, you know, Yo, are you OK? You seem to be acting out of character even if it's not, you know, you're okay or you're acting out of character. Hey, you know, you kind of go in and out a lot. Ghana sometimes can be unsafe. You're not really locking the doors behind you. That's not safe. Kind of bring it up first as an initial issue. And then if it's not addressed or it doesn't change, then somebody can be more understanding to the fact that, you know, you decided that, "Mm, love you. And I know you may be going through, but you know, I obviously can't put my family at risk for that reason. Fine, but then he failed to communicate that and then also he lied because he even said, I thought it would be easier, or I knew it would be easier if I just put the blame on my wife, since it would have probably felt like less of a betrayal. And now it's even more of a betrayal that this whole time I've been there like, dog, you know your wife don't like me. Um, She even kicked me out. whole time, it's you.
1: Nah, but th- what I will say about the setup of that storyline, I thought
0: there was something going on between... um. made
2: nice, it.
1: I thought, you know what, in my head, I'm telling you, as soon as I saw the look they gave each other. I said, so basically, yeah, Nathan and Hera were together first, and then she went up yeah. cousin after that. something I thought, you know, she went from one to the other. I like in my head, that's how I was reading it. It was not coming. it, it came off sexual. I'm so sorry. Whatever was going on, it came off sexual. Yeah.
0: Even with the little snarky remarks she was making, where she was like, oh, that does sound like Nathan just kind of gone without a trace. Like, she was saying all these little things. I was like, ah, well, she was Nathan. Then Nathan ghosted her. And then she ended up like, marrying him. I, I agree. In the beginning, that's honestly what I was getting. So when the little thing came at the end, I was like, wait, what? Because <laughs> then, and even
1: like how, when he introduced her, he didn't say her name. He's like, this is my cousin, whatever his name is. Yeah. He just and his wife and it's like if you were introducing me to people i met at the grocery store and they were going fine but if i'm going to interact with this person for the rest of the night i kind of would like a name i don't have to go up to the person so what your what, what's your
2: name again I didn't like, actually get your name.
1: <laughs> that was very awkward and it, it implied there was more to the story than we thought yeah um, but maybe they were trying to subvert our expectations or, you know, confuse us, lead us down the wrong wrong road. Because also, I thought about it and I'm like, you know what, I might just be messy. Maybe I
0: i don't think I got that. Because even as I was watching and writing down my notes, I was like, it's mad, like this mad weird energy between um, Nathan and his cousin's wife. And I was, I even put three question marks next to it because I was like, eh? <laughs> These vibes are off. <laughs> well, for
1: your for your cousin's wife, you should not be having those kinds of uh,
0: like this interaction is a mad awkward,
1: <laughs> with Like it's giving sexual, it's giving I have seen you naked before. It has it was those little sprinklings of something. And even how Issa came to his defense, it implied it impl- it was like yeah, because it was... Oh. She must have thought it as well. She must have thought it as well, because she came to his defense. Oh, no. And it's like, A, he did ask you. But B, it <laughs> means you are you are getting the sense that he needs Captain Samaho.
0: Yeah. I get I get, you. And you know, it gives off that energy. where It's like, the new girl has met, like, the ex. And now she's like, well, actually... I really like the fact that I definitely get that same energy. Um, and which is why this episode actually annoyed me so much. like as much as people didn't like the first one, I felt like this was far worse because why like, then we- the first
2: one.
0: I know a lot of people thought that it was boring. the the when we been back to Stanford and she finally breaks up with Lawrence personally. I know that this episode had a lot more laughs. But in terms of relevance and like for a final season, why?
1: I mean, I'm not going into this season thinking each and every single episode will have something super popping happening, something that changes the dynamic of the show, changes the dynamic of the friendship. But it just feels like a waste of time. Certain things like I like you said, like you said, this could have been addressed last season in the run up to her and Nathan. Trying it against something, or maybe when when he was busy saying um, Lawrence is um, sometimey, maybe this could have been brought up then. It really the the relevance and um, why it's necessary for us to know that he actually like it doesn't. It's not giving right now.
0: And that's and that's why I'm like, why? (laughs) Like you said in any show, it's never gonna give you. 10 popping episodes. They're going to have to be some filler episodes, but I just wish it was...
1: Last week was a filler episode.
0: But you see what I'm saying? So now it's giving... So is every episode a filler episode? And last week, as much as it was a filler episode, I think we cared more about what's happening in those characters' individual lives don't think i care like that about nathan especially to then see like even the all what even what we're talking now is like the main things of the episode there were still filler moments within the episode like obviously nathan and his friends and then the dialogue with oh your girl she's not her girl she's a mess this and the third them obviously trying to show him that listen isa is very visibly interested or else she still wouldn't be here she wouldn't be coming along to the after party after the earthquake like all these little things That's like, I get it. I just feel like I would have even much rather it'd been like an episode with them at the beach and they're having fun as in the friendship group. Because I just feel like when you start to add extra dynamics that are somewhat new to us as the audience, you leave room for some people wanting to know what happens next. Because now Thomas left it at, oh, we should really still stay in touch though. So now at some point it's going to be like, okay, so is Nathan actually still going to stay in touch? Or are they going to have that moment where eventually they found out why nathan was actually the way he was he's already expressed that he hasn't told them and obviously now he was even like well fuck it i can't change the way people see me i don't see i guess he kind of felt like he didn't see why he has to tell them what was happening in order for them to change the way they see him um and that's why i'm like as much as not all the episodes are going to be popping i just wish it was kind of more directed towards something else that made more sense even finally getting to the point where Ethan and nathan now realize they don't want to be friends. It just could have gotten to that point in a, in a more interesting way. It just, nah, I was bored. Remember how last week you were saying how when you watched, it was like, ah, it's already over. This week I was like, okay, it's over, finally. Okay, because...
1: Literally, I remember um, shaking the mouse and checking how far the show was. was <laughs> like, girl, there's still like seven minutes of this.
0: And when I'm has like, that okay. ever happened?
1: Of nothing. Seven minutes of nothing.
0: nothing. Cause even the Jason, Derulo, like that, that was guy funny. was so funny. That was so. Funny. Fu- I think his name was Mo or something. Nah, he, he he was really funny. That was probably one of the highlights
1: of the episode for me. Him. Oh, th- I thought the thingy with Karisha was funny. The little, the little tussle. Oh, wow. Well, I don't even know if you can call that a tussle. It was mental. Yeah. You, no, have <laughs> you see what happens when you start doing mental gymnastics you end up looking like a fool
0: because she was there like
1: is it fucking nah, She's fine. Fine. <laughs> because also, like at the way like the pan like and i realized that's how you look that's how we look in life when we take something and we over over dramatize it or make it something that it's not that's literally how you look you look no,
0: that's how you look because he was literally about to tie her shoe up, and in Issa's head, it looked like she's caressing her hair in the wind.
2: Wow. And it's <laughs> like...
0: just
1: looked like, looked a mess, looked a fool. Uh, Not nice to the girl, but the girl, seemingly, from what we saw, she was actually just an old She was happy,
2: yeah. And she was like, oh my gosh, is that Issa?
0: And I'm like, yeah, she clearly was happy to see her from obviously all the time. She probably would have seen her at the barbershop and stuff. Um, speaking of the Risha character, I will say one of my favorite moments this episode was Issa and Molly in the car. I feel like that's such a, yeah, that's such a, like a best friend situation where like you need some info. Your friend might go be the one who's going to be the FBI, the CIA agent, find some information. Molly even was just like, they spoke a little bit. Molly was just like, just wait right there. Got you. And Molly then turns and literally just asks the question, quick and easy. It's not in a way that anyone would suspect. I mean, Kelly probably knew what was going on, but the Risha girls seemingly did not suspect a damn thing. Um, And then there you go, Issa had the answer she so badly wanted. But I just felt like, oh, they've just come so far in their friendship. Um, In the past season's you know, we may have PTSD when you see Molly and Easter texting because the last season and maybe the one before that, when they get to texting, it's not so cute. It's in the middle of a, in the middle of a fight or a tussle. I mean, remember Thanksgiving last year when they we were supposed to talk and that kind of awkward thread. So seeing that it's so different now, I really loved it. And I just keep... I think... You see, the character... Uh, like the, the, the art molly's about to have is not as dramatic but close to what sex education did with adam for me because my heart is softening like, up uh, so the, much the
1: the the slow burn you know Yo, she's,
0: she's, she's like my heart is literally like oh my gosh molly She's being such a great friend to Issa. I mean, it's such a change from last season. It was like, Issa, you always need some help or something. And now Molly's even just like, God,
2: you.
1: like this. To pray for times like this, guys. <laughs> to brag like this. Guys, I can't believe, I can't believe I, mean, I can't believe my ears.
2: No, I know
0: Leo is shocked. I was even thinking when I was writing my notes, when I say this, he's going to be like, What?
1: Now I'm literally crying in the club. This is the best. <laughs> way I've ever uh, what's the date? 15. Wow, friend. I d- oh, like. I was, never Today so- I
0: was like, Molly. And even like, now she's grown so much as a character at the. Um, Jason derulo thing and she was obviously explaining to Issa that oh I think that and then even the guy and it was just like she communicated, it wasn't just like a girl buy, she communicated with Issa like girl, you know, I'm just I'ma go with him, I'm gonna text you. And was like, Okay, girl, do your thing.
2: I'm gonna go get um, You, go you, get, you go get
0: and I just felt like wow, she's grown so much. I need Issa to explore the potential of going to therapy if she could I think she definitely (laughs) I think she needs it because even like you were saying um, I don't know if this was before we started recording but her not wanting to ask Molly for help for me I was like she probably still has that bit of PTSD where it's like Issa you always need some help with some shit so now she's always just going to be like "No, no no it's fine it's fine it's fine No, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. And I know, obviously, she, I don't think she means any, like, she means to be like, well, I can do everything by myself. I think she generally probably thinks it's probably the best decision. But since they've moved forward, pardon me, as difficult as it is, that's going to be something she also has to try and work through and maybe realize that that was kind of said out of anger or, you know, it's not to say that you now can never ask money for help. Cause even now the way I think her name is Koya. Koya was like, Issa, what did you do when she said the, the DM and it got screenshot and stuff? And it was like, you know, if it you kind of time, time, time. No, we literally all saw it coming. And if she just took time to calm down, sometimes when you're in a situation like that, you need other people to calm you down, to give you the like, hey, listen, you're doing too much, or okay, maybe this is not the best. Move because maybe you're acting out of emotion. Um, so, unfortunately, had she asked for help or told everyone else what was happening, somebody probably would have been like, Listen, give me your phone. It's going to blow over or we'll sort this out when it's, you know, let's stretch, whatever. Yeah. That's what Molly would have said. And I think, unfortunately, she was afraid to ask for that help, you know, maybe because of that PTSD. But ultimately, Mo was the funniest part of this episode for me, him and his little one-liners and stuff, and then also the moment with Issa and Molly, or just seeing how they were, as suppose, throughout this entire episode. Loved
1: it. Yeah, um, I agree. Those were definitely um, some of the highlights of the episode. Um, yeah, and, you know, you had to look kind of, they were few and far between, child, like. <laughs> um, and actually, sorry, just to correct myself from earlier, I said the last episode was a filler episode. I meant the the one before. Episode one. No, no, no. Wait, what? what
0: this Wait, was I went episode, oh, we're in episode four. Well,
1: I meant episode two, the one with um when Molly was being pushed towards dating that um the guy from church and then they stay yeah, planning. The
0: mom, they stay planning and stuff. Yeah.
1: That, that one. That was a good filler episode.
0: Gosh, we're already on episode four. And this is what they're doing.
1: <sighs> and they only have, they know their asses they only have 10 episodes
0: oh my word that's actually made it even worse
1: we know they did
0: yeah i don't know i mean personally i love them regardless so i'm a stand anyway yeah but i just wish that they weren't doing this to us in general. i think it's probably the pressure that comes with they have a lot of pressure i'm not gonna lie like they have they've made this great like Iconic show obviously stemming off of Awkward Black Girl, it's become yeah, such yeah. a huge success, It's not only like as in, in the financial manner, but even just for the black community, so to speak, what it's done for black TV. Um, I do imagine it's a lot of pressure to carry on your back um, to try and continue to deliver like a show that's really funny, teaches people stuff. And is still very much revel- relevant in terms of where the current times will be as of when the show is released. Um, it's a lot, and to obviously now know that it's your final season, you want to kind of maintain that trajectory you've been on, um, so they have a lot of pressure, I can understand, maybe, maybe the last four episodes will be so phenomenal, we're mind-blowing, you know, or the last six, or what's to come That's next? Is it only 10? I thought it 10, anyhow. No, no, it is ten. But I was just saying, like maybe, like it will be towards the last few that you're like, oh, psh, everything came together. Cause I just don't know if you're gonna start winding down. Like, episode five.
1: It doesn't look like it's winding down yet. It's the <laughs> look. The the stage is being set. But anyway, to be honest, if you think about um last season, it took a while for us to get to the actual block party.
0: Uh, to block party, yeah, block party, yeah. It took the first four episodes. Yeah. It it four took- months, two months, two months, a month
1: then wow you're really an insecure encyclopedia you, huh?
0: you know the lives you that was lives.
1: that was scary to watch <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah um just like you said it felt like there was a lot going on with um the Crenshawn stuff the dms that you saw coming that it, she was going to get blown up because everyone was actually on her side before
2: mm-hmm.
1: so i don't know what she was worried about um. Um. What? What? What did I enjoy this episode? I enjoyed just seeing, like you said, um, Issa and Molly working. Like, I think something that wasn't no, wasn't really established, but it was the point wasn't driven home was how Issa and Molly work and what's good about their friendship. It was always just, hi, hey, these people have problems. They're always fighting. It's like, why are you all still friends? Damn. No, literally. So- It's good that we got an episode where they're working. No questions about it. No one's being shady. You know, I do think um, Issa could have, you know, gotten over her PTSD and talked to Molly because, you know, that's her friend. But (laughs) old habits die hard, right? Um, What else did I enjoy? I enjoyed... I don't know. I mean, I did say last time we... I don't know if it was last time or or episode one, that I did want to see Nathan and Issa together. I don't know. Now that it's happening, I don't know how I feel about it. The way it happened, I I wasn't a fan of the way it happened this
2: episode.
1: It was giving childish. It was just not giving, like, it wasn't just clear-cut. I know what I want. I'm going to let this man know what I want. And maybe that's just how I am, so I prefer things like that, if everybody's just honest and it's not, like... guessing game it's not you are not trying to play blues clues or where's waldo to try to figure out if this person likes you or not like hello baby
0: oh and i think everyone also like i don't even 30 plus like you 36 (laughs) obviously you are not 36 but it's like you're pushing 40 (laughs) worry about that why are you like still playing these guessing games like you said even oh no i guess i shouldn't have asked you to come over oh no it was my bad for kissing you Oh well, I guess that settles it. Like, can everybody just grow up? <laughs> what is this? And I, I agree that like, I mean, maybe I'm biased because like I said to you guys last week, I just don't think Nathan had any business going back to Isa. Like, I don't know. I hope it's a good fit. <laughs> I really do because if, especially now that in this episode the crying thing happened last week. Isn't it a bit soon then? If she was crying in the man's mouth last weekend, this week she's now decided she wants to be with him. Like, what? You see, that's another
1: thing. The timeline no longer makes sense. I, like, my concept of time in watching Insecure, it's, it's so... It's
0: construct.
1: Like, yeah, I'm really seeing the time. I know time is a social construct. Now I'm like, so there was a year, some, like, we jumped a year at some point. But I think from what my understanding is, we jumped a year after episode what episode like one
0: after episode one
1: to episode so episode three was showing us what happened over that year because Condola was yes
2: prejudiced.
1: Condola gave birth nah all that so it's just kind of I want I want to see everybody together so I can confirm where time is like yeah, where
0: everyone is
1: because now they're saying last week but no one made reference to um. Simone's birthday or, or Lawrence and Condola. So I don't know where they are in terms of time. are. Uh, so like so I want to see maybe Lawrence holding a baby in front of Issa and Molly, just so I'm like, okay, um, now I know you guys are at the same point in time. Cause right now it's kind of unclear.
0: Right, it's not sure like, what's the past or present? It's like
1: annoying or anything. It's just a detail I would like to know just so I understand what, you know, and also how long it's been since um Isa and lawrence broke up like that kind of stuff i, I do which was a little more clear um but yeah i think i think it was an okay episode it was an average episode it wasn't above average for me it was just an average <laughs> average like it really didn't give much
0: i know um which is quite disappointing considering how excited we are for mondays but um what can we do potomac made up for it though but i was just about to say <laughs>
1: it's like they know when to up the ante and throw the they
0: say y'all for this Monday we
1: got you um I just want to start off by asking how did you feel about Giselle going um if Mia had because now obviously we have always seen this clip that Giselle says if Mia had clocked you I would have understood and I would have understood but now that you've seen the full context and the full the whole conversation, do you still think Giselle? I mean, Giselle was wrong in saying it. Let me even say that. Let me just open with that. But do you think there is a better justification for Giselle saying it now that you've seen the second
0: part of the reunion? Um. Yeah, I think yes and no. Yes, I mean no. In this, let me start with the no because the no is just a lot clearer. But like with the no, like you said, it was just generally wrong. And I do just, I would like for people to just maintain their energy. And I do feel like that's something that's really consistent when it comes to Giselle. I think when it comes to Giselle, especially, it's very difficult to decipher whether she's saying it out of genuine, like she's actually being genuine and she means what she's saying because she really feels like, okay, you know, Candace, you know, it's fine if you, want to retaliate the standard third but you know why are you taking it to the pits of hell I can't tell if she just says that or sometimes I mean we've all known Giselle to point at this person be like okay well you do this and you do this and then you did that and then you did that and then that person did that with everyone in the cast but herself so sometimes I just can't tell with like is is she being genuine unlike for example Karen who last season was able to be like, I'm not in support of this, 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 that, and the third. And Karen obviously kept trying to show Candace that, not even just Karen, everybody has been trying to show Candace that listen, you retaliating to somebody being off to you isn't the problem. It's how low you're going. And I think that's why maybe now I can kind of understand why Giselle said what she said, because it's like it's one thing if somebody does something to you, but like now with with your clap back and your response, l- like, the, the, the level at which she takes it is just so, like, it's too low. And you know this episode, Look that watching, and I was actually like, Candace, like, at some point, you are going to need to get help. Like, yo, and I was so happy that even Candice, not Candice, what's am name, Wendy, actually in that little moment in the dressing room, was actually trying to hold her accountable. Like, friend, I'm your friend, I got your back. I wouldn't really say hold her accountable, but at least get something. hold her account. I think saying something at all because she kept trying to show Candace. I think before, let me say how I saw it before. Wendy kept saying, "Oh well, someone said something. Well, someone said something. Obviously, she's gonna say something back." And this was the first time Wendy ever said to her that, "It's how low you go. Yes, you are better at it than everybody else, but it's how low you, you go." Don't have, and it, you actually don't have
1: to shut them down.
0: Yeah, and you for a, even if it was for a split second, you saw Candace actually take in or realize that, okay, it's how low I go. She's probably gonna do it again, but I don't think, you know with some people, how they say, sometimes depending on who tells you the the same thing, it's just better received when it's someone with a certain person. Karen, I think she's still too busy holding on to the fact that, well, Karen is still friends with Monique. And so she's not really friends with Karen, but she's civil. With everyone else. See how I
1: loved how we have, not a full circle moment, but the next piece of the puzzle, that now you're seeing that Monique, the Monique thing is not over. It's no,
0: Yeah, it's not done. She's
1: still traumatized and she's still holding it against Karen. She's still holding it against Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Mm.
0: And I think for now, maybe because she feels like Wendy's the only person who's actually had her back to any capacity, when Wendy says it, she's not defensive because if Ashley points it out, she already has beef with Ashley, she has issues with Ashley. When Robin points it out, Robin is just always yapping, either defending Giselle or whatever, so she's not really open to hearing it. Mia could never. Karen, obviously she's still holding on to the fact that she says Monique. Wendy, Wendy is genuinely the only person who to her is probably like, this is the only person that's my friend and hasn't gone against my back end, whatever, and even from last um, reunion, Wendy was also saying, I just don't think that um, you Monique should have put the pause. So I think in Candice's head, this at least is someone who is not against her, has never been against her. So that's probably the only person she will somewhat be open to hearing. So I liked seeing that. But going back to your question, I do think it does make a little bit more sense when Giselle is saying that.
2: Mm. Um,
0: Yeah, it makes a little bit more sense because it's more so about how low she went
1: that yeah. how low you're taking it.
2: Yeah,
1: it's going to one day bite you in the ass because people are gonna say, yeah, you deserved. It. Like people as as they currently are doing, people are saying, yeah, you deserve getting popped in the mouth because you talk crazy to people. Yes, she didn't talk crazy to Monique. That one is true as well. But because they are seeing how crazy she can talk to you, it's like yeah.
0: now people think
1: Monique was what she did. Yeah. yeah it's like Yeah. One day someone's gonna hit you, and mm-hmm. like literally. Maybe maybe it's the fact that Giselle said Nia, but had she just maybe said, yeah, if one day someone hits you, the, of,
0: yeah,
1: her, I'm not gonna be surprised. I'm gonna be like, yeah, Candice can Candice can take it there. And I think my what I've the point I've been trying to drive home to anyone I talk to about Housewives, and I think I just have maybe I haven't been articulating to myself well is that Candice's response is never in kind. It's never just yeah. It's never just, you call my stuff low budget, I'm going to call you a hoe, I'm going to call Gordon your pimp, no, 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 I'm not, I'm, it's your, it's your mother's low budget, watch her. like, like, I get, I get, 100%, I get it, um, her career is important to her, she's putting herself out there, she's putting herself out on a platform, but how is that going to help you? How is, how does that help you? You know how she is, um, I, I mean, she's not trying to say she's a Yana Van child, she's not, but she is trying to seem like she's better at you know bringing bringing it down bringing it down but it just it's not it does not seem a lot like after what happened last year she really took stock of how she can how she can contribute to certain situations going awry or going left and you know leading up to a tussle Mm -hmm. and I still don't believe she deserved what she got I still don't be, like I, that whole situation. I it just messed. It was just messed up. But mm. stuff like this justifies. It makes people in their heads sit and go, hmm. A person who like they're gonna take a person when on one hand a person who can talk crazy about you and a person who can throw hands o- at you and they're gonna be like, you know what? One day these people are gonna meet
2: yeah. and
1: the, the the one person is just gonna do the wrong thing and it's gonna be That's exactly good. what
0: happened. So I was saying in his video last week, like she's missing the part where she can fight because Candice talks. And you know what? You generally don't want to see two people come to blows or slaps and stuff. But it's it's gotten to the point where the things you're saying are so crazy that you should expect people want to, wanting to fight because you're choosing fighting words. And as much as she was trying to liken some of the things that the other people say or do as well, she takes it lower because she's trying to be like, oh, well, Ashley, which I still do agree. She still does have a valid point. Ashley said this or this person said that, but the reaction is not the same. But they didn't take it as far as you did. You're missing the part, part where you took it even further. And like Funky Geneva was saying, she's missing the part where she can fight because for how low you're going, it's you not good. She'd expect people ready to fight. And like he you said, you're missing the part where you can fight. baby. You're not about to talk out the side of your neck. Each and then it's like, end 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 oh my gosh, why are you throwing hands?
1: Use your words, baby. You are working on the assumption. Obviously, she's working on the assumption that people are gonna be like her. People are gonna, people are gonna be like, she's a wordsmith. I'm a wordsmith too. Someone's gonna say, fuck it. I'm gonna get like, like what Monique literally like what Monique did. I'm gonna get fired. If I get fired, I'm gonna get fired. At least I put the pause on her. So I do think. I'm not saying she should even learn how to fight. I am. well, What I'm trying to say is bring it
2: down,
1: (laughs) like, bring it down, sis, if somebody cusses you out about your mama, cuss them out about their mama as well, keep it like for like, don't go to hell, like, like, oh my god,
0: but do you know what I want to ask, what did you, because, I mean, I agree, obviously, we're now on the same page, but I do also think, that two things can be right at the same time. And something Robin said last week, it was obviously in reference to Giselle. She was saying how we can't police.
1: Who else who else can about?
0: Who else is she gonna speak on behalf of? She said, um, you can't police how people react. And I think she was saying this about how people are saying Giselle basically just doesn't cry, she doesn't whatever. You know how you're like, okay, well, Giselle's a vocal. And then they were talking about, Wendy.
1: Yeah, yeah. talking about Wendy's response to the
2: to so the thing, yeah. Husband.
0: and obviously that you know they were then like, oh, well, Wendy should have reacted like this, and then obviously following even like as much as we're saying Candace takes things to the pits of hell. Do you not see? Do you not see why Candace would then come and say her colorism concept? Because how is it conveniently? It's always specific people that are being asked to watch their reaction. Be it Candice, be it Wendy, be it Monique. What are your thoughts? Because Oh, wait, just to touch on that, because I don't think Candice's direct example of colorism this time
2: was correct. And, yeah, she I didn't. Think she just, didn't she, I didn't
0: she chose to throw it. Let me not say chose to throw it in there. That example was just the wrong example, but I do think this group does have a colorism problem, and I think the women within there don't realize, because even Ashley was like, what? I don't totally see it at all. And I'm like, okay. Of course, like, you're I, not you're not going oh, to see it. you don't see it you know you don't see it but you can't say you know i don't think it's there but anyway
1: um
0: so what was the question again
2: <laughs>
0: like how come like when it comes to policing reaction it seems like it's a pattern it's the same specific type of people like obviously with candace i can kind of understand because she takes things too far so naturally everyone's going to be like okay yeah come- but when it's Wendy, again, it's watch your reaction. When it's Monique, watch your reaction. Because even with Monique, remember everyone and their mama, well, not everyone and their mama, the green-eyed bandits, everyone else is calling an extra for her binder. But obviously, this is someone who the whole season everyone has had to say, this, 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 that, and the third, I'm not going to come and defend myself and give you guys receipts, because what?
1: Okay, okay. I think, yes, colorism is rife on the set of the Housewives of Potomac. I just think that the problem with the way, I don't know if it's the way Housewives is set up, is that it's set up for confrontation. There's always going to be confrontation, there's always going to be people arguing, but I think, but I think, um, let me let me use Atlanta, for example. Atlanta, you have, you can have like dark skin, like it's a more, it's a darker cast, like regardless of how we look at it, it is a darker cast, it's more, you know, towards the, I'm not sure about the shades, you know what, to, to 400s, the 2400s. Yeah. <laughs> the 2400s. <laughs> up there. i was going to try to say Mac, but I... I Throwback. <laughs> but... Um, and colorism isn't an issue there. So, at, like, when you look at Potomac, obviously, because, it's like, the light-skinned housewives of Atlanta, honestly, it's literally them, but lighter. Mm-hmm. And you change a dynamic. So you're going to have an instance where I genuinely believe there have been instances where Wendy has been aggressive. Like Wendy, the time she had smoke for Ashley, and she was like, "That's Doctor Wendy to you." And, like it was just like Wendy what Like, and I think because of certain things about the women who are saying, "Guys, colorism is an issue on this show," because of certain things about them, they before they fall victim to being accused, like. They fall victim to colorism basically, like how Wendy in that moment was aggressive. So, what are they all gonna do? They're gonna latch onto that moment, and from then on, Wendy That's is ridiculous.
2: aggressive.
1: Yeah, um, Candice is never gonna beat the hell charges.
0: Not Dalby, baby.
1: <laughs> She's actually never that case, she'll never bust that case. Jail, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I think. And I said this last season. I'm just like, yeah, I hear you. Colorism is a thing, but because of how certain situations are set up, it's never going to be addressed in the right way. Like, like people are just never going to hear Candace's side of a colorism argument. Like, like unless you really, unless it is something maybe that directly affects you, you as an Ashley, as a whatever, you're as a Karen, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be like, you're not gonna look at. Candice's the reaction to Candice the how the fans receive Candice and think people don't like her because of the color of her skin you're gonna think no people don't like you because you talk crazy which which I'm sure in terms of in terms of the people who don't like Candice yes there is a good portion of them who are just like I can't her mouth is crazy and to me I think I actually am in that um demographic like um funky Dino, you, know, you watched his review last week yeah um he said he said that candace like candace makes him not want to watch the show Yeah, I remember what he said when he tapped out was basically because of her and i can't lie this part of the reunion i saw it candace is just she just does not see anything wrong with what she has ever done like i think in a lot of situations I have been in, I've not been in physical altercations, but like just, <laughs> just any tussle with a friend or any or you know, any misstep with a friend. I always look and go, you know, what could I have done differently? Like yeah. and I I end up blaming myself, but at the end of the day, I think Candace doesn't have that thing where she looks at a situation yeah. and says, What could I have done differently? How did I contribute to this going left? Like things don't just happen to people because you are like, Oh, oh my gosh. I was <laughs> mind my business like things happen for a reason things Mm -hmm. go to hell for a reason yeah and I don't think Candice is able to look in a lot of the situations she's in and ask herself how this could have happened to me and that's why therapy therapy would probably help her to sep to separate out her decisions and then the other person's decisions and then see how her decisions feed into what someone else decided Monique, yes, Monique, to some extent, you know actually decided to put the pause on her, but she was like that altercation was not Monique as, Monique as well, um yeah, there was cowardism in terms of like how like they just weaponized, weaponized, you know, I don't feel safe around Monique nah. nah, nah, nah. like Monique was not gonna hit you, like. If Monique wanted to, she would have. Like, and it's it, it was that was Giselle and the Green Eyed Bandits trying to have a moment, be relevant, and also Wendy's thirst for moments as well. I do think makes her a bit unlikable. Mm-hmm. Like, like two things. Like we say, two things can be true at once. Wendy does experience colorism, but also Wendy is always searching for a moment. That's Wendy, true. like that video of her pulling up in the Sri Lanka. <laughs> She's, you can see she's really thought about being a quote-unquote iconic housewife and she's just overthinking it it doesn't feel very natural like a, like Phaedra it felt natural when like Phaedra did it when like Nini in the beginning mm-hmm. like but then again I think it's probably like Love Island and how the first few seasons of Love Island you didn't really know what could come of the show You just went on you, you you could go on the show and then come off and still be a normal person. Yeah. Where now it's like, no, I know if I play my cards right, I'm going to be a millionaire after Love Island. So I think that's the thing with um, Real Housewives. Now that you know it can be a platform for you to go on to bigger and better things, you are now acting in a way that you want to attract those big and better things, but you just end up flopping. So, I mean, I think colorism, I think it's too nuanced a debate to be had on you know the Real Housewives reunion stage I think maybe it could be us as fans who address it or try to like see how it influences people's opinions of thing but until people actually admit that it exists yeah we're a long we're we're a long way from that
0: which is sad because I think like the clips they played of Robin we've seen actually a number of times of Robin the umbrella incident with Monique Yeah, the umbrella incident with Monique, the time she was doing this in Ashley's face and also like, do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? Like, And she got to sit on the stage today or yesterday and be like, I mean, yeah, I saw Ashley's face and I just saw it. And everyone just kept past it. Like, she said it out loud and fine, she didn't put the pause on her, but like, Wendy has been called aggressive for far less. There have been times she has been aggressive, but we saw on the boat where Robin will keep saying all sorts of things like, oh, she's just so combative. When for the past two um, parts of the reunion, we keep seeing Robin being combative and it's not even at a point where she's being addressed. Then we'll be addressing Giselle and Robin will come and be like, well, first of all, that's got nothing to do with da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da. And it's like, baby, baby, this- You know me. And you her rough, off the, the like I need this to be her last reunion.
2: No, I and think I think
0: really- even Frankie Dene was saying how like he said this last week, how it's just insane how consistently triggered, you know, um by Giselle being in distress, way more than anyone could trigger her. Like, not even Juan being unhappy triggers her that way or puts her in that much, like, oh my gosh. That's the issue, of Fon- and he's not wrong in saying that. The the little back and forth she had with Juan um, that day, I think, it was in the last episode, where she was just like, "Oh, are you serious?" She ran after him, but she was nowhere near as heated and as worked up as she gets over Giselle being in distress. Like she will go to war for Giselle before she ever goes to war for herself. her kids won, everybody combined, because she i don't know what it is and that's why they're never gonna be the bumping coochie allegations either because miss mamas
1: i personally cannot wait for nikki's segment i really because i know nikki minaj is gonna ask it she's i know not, my queen sorry. my ex queen sorry
0: <laughs> she's i, I they're
1: bumping coochies at night
0: no honestly it's the only explanation and i think even if that is the case it's just very boring because even in this episode last week it was I think Wendy and Candice is trying to cut off to come to Giselle's defense. This week, she also did it with Karen as well at a point. It's like, when when, when does it stop? She, she doesn't even have the same amount of for questions that she's being asked. So her whole storyline can't be defending Giselle. We don't
1: need that. And Giselle, Giselle they'll, they'll put Robin on the cross. Giselle will not say a damn thing. She'll
0: just watch. And she'll be like, I didn't ask her to do that. <laughs> like, and I think
1: that's honestly, that's probably one of the ba- uh, drawbacks of Virgo's. We're going to ask you, we're going to say, well, I am not ask you to do all that, that. You're the one who sent yourself.
0: I don't know, I didn't say all that.
1: You brought your wild body. Anyway. <laughs> um, how do you feel about um, the Mia part? Like, I know, you, I know your ass is not feeling Mia. I know you are so over. Mia. But how did you feel? How do you feel she handled herself in this part of the
0: She's going down so bad. This was worse than the first part. Like, and the reason why I'm like it's worse than the first part is not that she wasn't as easily silenced, so to speak. My thing is, there's just too many lies and too many contradictions in the sense that first of all, let's start with the lies. This social, this non-existent social media manager. Yeah, you know why? <laughs>
1: I think she's lying. It's giving... You got caught up in a social media beef with somebody, and then you got eight up, and now you're coming back to us. Social
0: manager. manager. And somebody was said, are you paying her for overtime? Because at 7 a.m., she's going back up. And the thing is, she's going ta Chris, Candice, Samangmang, Askala. And all these, And I'm like... Chill, relax, and that's why I'm like, you know, why to me she's worse than she was last week is because obviously this was taped back in September. But just last week, she was on everyone's Twitter feeds and stuff, on people's TV screens saying she's not here for the nasty drama and she was looking for classy vibes. Throughout this, there's so many times, there's a time even in today's episode. <laughs> She said when scholar was leaving, she was like, oh y'all brought her out to only say two sentences. <laughs> uh-uh, that was true. That was true. <laughs> no, no. But true or not, this is the thing. You know what I'm saying? True yeah. or not, my, my issue is never true or not. Own your shit. I don't like the fact that Mia tries to do this messy shit then pretends like she's so innocent and above it all, and then she pretends like she's too classy for it and above it all. She's not. Like, cut the crap. If you're going to be messy, be messy, because I actually think With how she's moving in terms of obviously the lies and the back and forth and this, that, and the third, she has more of a chance of being actually a staple, one of the top housewives, if she actually would own her shit. The problem is we keep going back and forth. One minute you're lying, you're claiming about non-existent social media managers, then you claim that actually you did actually tweet something and then eventually they stopped. Then she started going about how the social media manager, and this is what I was saying, if somebody had a social media manager and they were messing up, at what point do you find them, especially if it's messing up to this magnitude, it's this severe of a up. the person still works for you. Then you're saying, oh, but I've actually known her for almost 20 years. And ta-ra-ra-ra. But in episode one, you were saying you're, you were claiming you're 36 or 38 or something. And you couldn't. Do, there is the Somebody, I think it was um, Wendy or Karen, because it came from that side of the couch. And the way even like it's literally pathological at this point. Like, do you know what it is for everyone on 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 those couches, Green Eyed Bandits included, to be like now,
2: Mia?
1: I just think Oh wait, no. I'll I'll start by saying, Yeah, I'm not gonna Mia's a boss my way out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Mia's in trouble. But I think She's going to get another season, and hopefully that's her redemption season. Because also think about it, Wendy came off terribly her first season. um, And now her second season, she's... I mean, some people still don't like the extraness of Wendy, but, you know, she, I think she seems a lot more likable in her second season than she did in her first. So I'm hoping that happens to Mia. I thought it was funny when she, when she dragged... I don't know if it was a drag, but when she pointed out that Ascala dressed up and did all that... Only for them to send her away ten minutes later. That I was funny. Might
0: my girl dirty like that. You might as well might as well have had it through the fucking screen. Like, why?
1: Because Kathy Hilton was a friend of the housewives on Beverly Hills. She was there for parts two, three, four, I think. So I mean, obviously, yeah, Ascala wasn't involved in that many situations, but I still feel like there were a lot of questions. Are you telling me there were no questions about Robin and Ascala's friendship, about
2: yeah, so Ascala things.
1: asking Giselle about her and um, Jamal? I was just like, I looked, I side-eyed it, like...
0: Nah, Andy and the producers are doing a lot, especially because as much as she's a friend of the show, she's literally been in every single episode, okay, not basically. Even, not every time. But how many episodes was Ascala not in? Because Ascala came from when Robin was was showing Wendy... That was
1: episode... <laughs> two or three
0: yeah Yeah, then we keep seeing a scholar from the spa to the sleepover to Williamsburg to even Candace's trip Uh, she's been around
1: did her dirty and Mia found it funny case (laughs)
2: closed
0: um I was telling you um when we were speaking privately this is why this whole Mia's aloof and she just wasn't prepared for these women is as this woman is not one damsel in distress and she doesn't know how to handle herself around these women. She knows.
1: I just, she knows. I think she just keeps getting eaten up.
0: Terribly. And that's the thing. My thing is Mia wants to act like she's so tough and she, she doesn't have follow through.
1: Mia's a big girl. <laughs> Mia's a big girl, y'all. Y'all better watch how you talk about Mia because when Mia's in a physical education. <laughs> her.
2: She is three <laughs> times bigger than
1: you. You guys will remember me. You'll remember me and her strip shoes. <sighs> now, Giselle's
0: rude, because Giselle, I just said to Candice, she's three times bigger than you.
1: <laughs> literally, feet bigger, she's taller than you, big old hands. Like, Not she, decided, yeah. she decided to plonk Candice, at least Monique and Candice were of a similar stature. But Mia, hey, uh, Mia's a big girl, literally. Dude.
0: I think one thing that you pointed out that I'm actually going to highlight is you said that you think that obviously Wendy obviously came across really bad in her first season. And then she seemed to kind of redeem herself and now we get a different... We have Zen Wen, you know? Mm -hmm. We have happiness in the picture. She's just a little bit different cool. The one thing that I think with Mia is going to be an issue, I think, for her is the fact that she keeps looking down and talking down on these women, um, even the fact that, and imagine for Candace to actually have to point something out and bring something to like that, listen, this doesn't make sense. You can't keep saying stuff like, okay, I'm gonna be better, I'm gonna be better on social media. You know what, you're right, I'm just not gonna give this, these women this time of day. And it's like, if you're trying to be on a cast where, it's fine, we already know Bravo kind of makes up a lot of the friendships just for the sake of the storyline, that's fine. But that's just not the right attitude to have because especially, the other cast members, for example, your Karens, your, I guess your Robins, there's so many people that actually didn't do anything to you that you actually didn't have a problem with. Your main problem at this point in time seems like it's Candice and maybe Ascala, who you and scholar now have had your exchanges on for social media and now you have a little bit of a beef going on. What did Giselle do to you? What did Robin do to you? What did Ashley do to you? What did Karen do to you? Be supposed to do your friend? And it's not the first time. In Williamsburg, she was there busy saying, well, yeah, let me talk to my real friends for calling. And, you know, since they understand me better than these broke bitches, you've called them broke bitches, but you want to be their friend and you want to come back for another season. Then you have her busy saying, you know what, you're right. I'm just not going to give these women my time of day. Again, like Candice said, how are you supposed to then? want How do you want everybody else to receive you if you keep doing this? And then in real time last week, she was. I know of- Candice. Ain't talking about people receiving people. No, no, but I mean, in terms of her coming back for more seasons. Uh, she
1: should. She she should worry about
0: how she. <laughs> no, I'm saying that I don't think she said that. I think she was saying "How do you expect the other women to end up feeling like you're one of them? Her oh, fine. She can take it out, but
1: I- she <laughs> should worry about herself because. Karen said they're going to her out, so she should worry about that.
0: That's true, but we're not going to sit here and pretend like she didn't have a point. Sorry. Especially because Mia then went to Andy and said, oh, when well, she was tweeting, oh, I thought I was signing up for Beverly Hills. You know, classy vibes. Has she watched the show? And then even then, you're saying you classy vibes, so now you've basically called this class ratchet. do. How do you think your Karen and everyone else Absolutely. is going to look at you when you want to come back I to
1: I tell me i on her teeth because she's the one who was busy throwing letters at people, so for her to like I don't know there's a lot of is it double standards? I don't know if that's the word there's a lot of stuff she says that doesn't really hold water like like okay you said you watched the show but now you're saying you thought you were signing up for Beverly Hills but you said you watched the show so and also you get into an argument with Candice not, not saying it was right for Candace to do anything she did in response, but you said you had watched the show, so you should know what Candace is like. And then you got into an argument with Candace, which was pretty easily avoidable if you ask me. You just shouldn't have asked about her business. Um, actually, honestly, that's not even a real Housewives advice. That's an advice I would give. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's my business. Watch your mouth. You know, don't like, or at least ask when the cameras were down. Like, at Stop. least. Like have some have some decorum about you. Have some. I that whole
0: action of us—that's awesome, not even classy. So I'm just.
1: I I think Mia just has delusions of grandeur and how she is. So bad.
2: Better.
1: Like she, I think she thinks she is better than she actually is. And you know what? Maybe a lot of it does come from her past, but it's giving. You need to unpack that, sis.
0: And no, and I think she needs to unpack it quick. Because the scholar even told her, like, even the classicism act, even last week, some one of the, the questions that came in from a viewer was the same thing that, why are you looking down on these people now when you've talked about how you didn't necessarily have the best upbringing? And I think that's even something I was saying to you that when her mom was brought onto the show, and even when she was speaking about her sister and stuff, they clearly live a different life from her. So I don't know why in her head, she's able to say these things and think they're fine because she would never, in my head, I would hope she wouldn't speak about her family that way or well, somebody else wanted to speak about her family that way. She would have a problem with it.
1: Um, I think I, she, gives me, she gives me the bad vibes. She gives me the bad vibes, relative, I can't lie. You don't see Mia pulling up to a barbecue in fur coats. All, her and her kids are in furs and <laughs> she's telling them not to accept any food from their relatives and not to, to, not to play with them.
0: It's, it's very possible. She she could be she could be that relative. But even all that's to say is just kind of I think she has a lot to unpack and I do think I do hope that obviously everything else aside she does get to impact that because that's just not trauma you want to pass on to or project onto people around you or pass on to your children. Cause I think I hit the nail on the head when she said, Do you possibly think that this is a kind of like a trauma response because you considering you were past and stuff? The same way I was saying to you, I think um like how she focuses so much on trying to remove it's different when it's like people put shame on you and shame you for working a certain kind of thing but when you do it to yourself almost like it's almost like she's embarrassed she did that where she'll keep being like oh well, we're serving a lot oh, we are in ball gowns and then only later on it's okay the clothes will come off it's like she it's almost like she wants to imagine that life away and i think that's a little bit toxic and it's, it's really unhealthy. But going back to the point, I just think she will struggle in terms of coming back and connecting with other people if, for example, there's always these lies and then you're kind of talking as though... this Because this is probably going to come up... Giselle, one thing about Giselle, she'd be mentioning things. She's going to come and talk about these tweets where she said, oh, I thought I was signing up for Beverly Hills. Should have watched season four and five. I was looking for classy vibes. And it's going to come and bite her in the ass because... I just don't think that's a comment that would sit well with anyone, whether you've had beef with them or not, because, ah, uh, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? So, yeah, that being said, oh. Somebody's in the. Aha! It
1: was me last week. <laughs> it was me last week. Somebody in your somebody's
0: Somebody in your <laughs> i <laughs> But yeah, all of this was just to say I just don't know how she'll be able to come back seamlessly if she doesn't fix her attitude. You're not going to talk down or look down at people that you're trying to be classmates with and expect that they're going to welcome you with open arms. Take away Candace's crazy ass and her smart mouth, considering all the other people that I haven't done anything to you. That she's just not going to fly. Top. anyway. <laughs>
1: how did you feel about um the Giselle Giselle and Karen seemingly making up did you like I think I'll say I'll start off I was here for it but it's giving it's giving you know TV production it's really giving me honestly like by episode five or six of next season they'll be casting each other out all over again
2: really
0: um I hear it that it is giving a little like tv um in karen's defense she did say i mean we're always going to associate each other that's just how we are um which at least you can acknowledge that listen that's probably not going to stop um i just want to say for the mere fact that she got teary-eyed part of me feels like it it may have actually been genuine um only because we have literally never seen Giselle show an ounce of emotion like not anger barely any happiness not a not a sadness, not a distress.
1: an emotional vampire.
0: Like nothing to the point. No, obviously, now in the last season, we saw the kids even telling her that, like, yo, you're emotionally unav- unavailable. Like even towards us, I and mean, even we never see you show any sort of emotion. So I think for the mere fact that she actually got a little choked up and teary eyed, I feel like that's actually probably that was probably really genuine. I liked it. I think I like the fact that I've I've been in situations where. I've fallen out with a friend. It may have not been as hectic as Giselle and the back and forth and the you did this and the shade. And the drug drug addict. And now adding in Sing Sing because it sounds nice. That
1: Sing Sing thing. Did we talk about Sing Sing last week?
0: We didn't talk about Sing Sing. But I mean, as much as I've never been in a fallout or situation that's that extreme, I've been in a situation where you're not friends with someone and things have gone left and probably people haven't taken accountability or apologized. But like once you're civil again, you still can acknowledge that I had some great moments with you and we do have history and there were some significant moments in each other's lives that we were there for. And there may have been different parts in our lives where I will never forget what that meant to me or what you did for me or what I did for you and what that may have meant to you. It's always going to hold some sort of weight, especially... When Karen was saying, you know, we've wandered over motherhood, she's literally watched her kids grow. Like, it's the thing, you know, before a lot more of these people were moving to Potomac, they were, like, literally part of the OGs, and they have actually belonged in some sort of a of friendship circle. So you can see that despite everything that's happened in the last six seasons, they actually were friends at a point. So I think, obviously, it was nice to see that, you know, what in the midst of the shade and the nastiness here or there and some of the off things Giselle herself could acknowledge that that meant something because I think sometimes when you don't like someone or maybe not do like someone you fall fallen out you're in a great place you kind of always think the worst or expect the worst and I can imagine Giselle was probably watching probably expecting Karen to say far worse in her confessionals or maybe expecting Karen to handle things very differently like she pointed out that even though there at odds and Karen into her house she still hugged the girls and like hey oh my god and that was something that maybe the other girls probably would just said hi we heard a bunny. wendy was looking at her daughter cockeyed like it's little things like hmm, the person that i thought like it was really boss 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 despite everything that's happened they still have it within themselves to just still be a good person and still acknowledge my kids and be respectful in that way so i actually thought that was a really really nice moment i would like to say i hope next season We don't have some mess. I do think over time, Karen seems to show me that she's getting over the back and forth. Even this season, with things that she was involved in, for the most part, was just like, after a certain point, I'm not going to entertain this. And even compared to Karen in other seasons, even though she was having a direct back and forth with Giselle, it hasn't been as to the level that it probably would be before. Maybe it's a coming-of-age thing. Maybe also because she's an ambassador of Surrey County. We don't know. <laughs> but um I really hope it's it's getting tired. At least it's not as bad as like Kenyan Porsche type thing, but like it's also like, okay, it's it's not every season you guys have a kumbaya, then something is said, you wish death on my husband, and da da da. At least that's been laid to rest. You know, I just hope in the next two parts, hopefully, <laughs> it keeps the same energy because you know something else could be brought up and then people are kind of worked up again.
1: Um, my, yeah, I, I get what you mean. My worry has been that, that some of the dynamics have been getting kind of stale. Like I said, I even tweeted, um, Ashley versus Candace, I'm bored of it. Like, I want to see them be, I want to see them, if not be friends, just stop cussing each other out. I think we need new beefs. And I think that's why Robin needs to go. Cause Robin really isn't giving much. Um, I don't know what else we would need. Obviously Wendy and Giselle. Wendy and Giselle. I can't lie. I, I, I'm kind of living for it. <laughs> okay. I, it's still fresh. It's still fresh. I can tell that if something even takes the wrong person the wrong way, it's gonna get worse. Um, and I see. I don't see. It, I, I don't see it getting too toxic. because Giselle isn't also engaging in it very much. That's Giselle's true. just like, um, girl. Okay, I don't know if you saw the tweets. Um, there were some tweets. Wendy put out. Um. I think as the reunion aired, saying um, Giselle, you know, took to Twitter, um, actually not took to Twitter, went on the reel and then shaded Wendy while Wendy's daughter was sick. And she thinks that was like low down. And so do you remember when she was saying um, Wendy's insecure, when she was dressed as Vanessa Williams, I think it was, Um, she said that, so she was referring to that. So clearly the people are not okay
2: yeah
1: so i'm glad I'm not glad i sound so bad but i'm glad we're going to season seven wow crazy and we're gonna be going to season seven with uh you know a continuation of sorts between the two of them because they really weren't that interesting as friends so to see them beef it's much more interesting and also giselle the only person who get really gets under giselle's skin on the cast is karen so to see someone else piss her off Come on, that's what I signed up for.
2: Um,
1: yeah, so I say Robin needs to go, because Robin just isn't... I am gonna. I think I say this every week. Robin isn't giving. She's Robin, not giving
0: anything.
1: Literally, the only time she speaks up is if someone says something crazy. Not even something crazy. If someone even begins to hint at saying something crazy about Giselle, and it's like, girl, oh, get out of her
0: because it's not even crazy even if it's something factual then it, we just shouldn't you know people react to things differently and that's why i why wendy what wendy said made sense when it was wendy it was oh just get over it man i chose to do this so why don't you do the same oh but when it's just else, people react differently we need to just respect that like just because she's not giving you guys what you want doesn't mean anything is
2: wrong
1: like the the double standards that um they hold Wendy to are kind of boring, not even boring. They suck. They suck, if I'm being honest. Um, and I'd just rather see I'd rather see Giselle in a fresh dynamic way. Giselle kind of has to work better with Karen, which is why I think removing Robin, I mean, yeah, removing Robin now would really help because Karen and Giselle would be friends and they'd be forced to, you know, keep up. And I'd love to see. Ashley and Candace, like I said, get to a new dynamic. Cause that was even addressed that like you guys yeah, went
0: uh, New York Fashion Week.
1: Yeah, you guys and even then they've been out since. There was another thing after the after the reunion, they went out. It was Wendy, Ashley and Um Candace. They went out. So I thought it meant, you know, mm. the hatchet, but I don't know. It's not giving. Like the stuff they're saying to each other right now is 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 is, is it's not giving that um they are moving to a better place but at least seeing Candace cry I think if you're at a point there's a point when you're at indifference I think that's over you're never gonna be cool with that person but if you can the person still elicits a react an emotional reaction from you it implies to me that there's there's there's, there's some hope for you guys that it's salvageable. I don't know I mean it sounded like Candace was very offended by rightly so by Mm -hmm. actually writing a statement about something she didn't even witness.
0: (laughs) Um, That's why sometimes it's really hard to not agree with Candice's colorism. Oh, Candice and Wendy, when they speak or mention that the colorism will have the claims because like you said, Giselle is able to go on the reel and say what she said about Wendy and she'll come back and be like oh it was playful shade but she won't consider the fact that she kind of leaves she because her actual initial comment wasn't in hell it's like oh but it was playful shade I just called her insecure haha um I didn't say she should go playing traffic but she won't take into account that that's at a time where somebody's going through stuff this is that and the third let it be anybody else and kind of said that to someone it's a problem same as with the whole body shaming thing you know, Candace talking about me as fake. Candice calling Ashley's wide-bodied ass. Ashley's body-shamed other people before, and it kind of just gets swept under the rug. Um, and it just gets really... For me, those are the kind of things that um, make me not want to watch because, I don't know, sometimes it's just like, why is it every season... That Candice was saying, everyone on the show has been messy. And with different people, they get different reactions. Even if we go back to Cherise, the way the whole Cherise thing ended up ended before she actually left the show is so different to when like other people who are of a lighter shade end up being that messy or say things like that. It doesn't go the same way. And even um, the whole colors and thing aside, something that I don't know if you see this sometimes it actually gives me candy in the most recent season, in the sense that. Something can be talked over it's It's over now it's done now. they will hang out. they'll start in the third. Then one day out of nowhere, she'll kind of start unraveling again, okay, but then that time, two years ago, you said to me that, and it's like, do you actually let go of things? and I think something somebody was even tweeting about this um I don't know if it was yesterday or earlier this week, that everyone continuously like skips. Past the things that Ashley does. Like, I don't know if everyone again has just conveniently got an amnesia or what the case is. Ashley actually is very foul. And she says a lot of foul shit. Even if you spin the block to the things Ashley used to say or do, it just never seems to entice the same kind of reaction, even from the Green Eyed Bandits. Um, and that for me, I think makes it very difficult sometimes to keep watching because it's like, Come on, y'all. I mean, like you said, it is a very nuanced conversation. It is unfortunate if majority of the cast is lighter-skinned women who don't even feel like the problem exists. So at what point are they going to address it? If anything, they are obviously the ones who are the perpetrators. They're going to keep doing it. They don't seem like there's an issue because that will then force them to take accountability and apologize, you know, for how they've been doing things. And if it's something if they kind of, you know, have those sprinkles of bigotry or whatever, how then really do you expect them to come and be like, you know what, you're very right, this is all my doing, or I really shouldn't have been doing that. They're probably not going to do that, um, like you said, but I hope that Ashley is not going to pull a candy and just they're hanging out now. This, that, and the third. They've spoken about it, and then come back next season and a few episodes in, it's they're back at it again. I think it's really, it's really exhausted. Like the storyline is tired, and I think we got tired. Like I was saying to you, I think the last week or the week before, we got tired way quicker than Kenya and Portia because of how intense it's been. Like you know, when you're physically, mentally drained, you're just like, oh, ah, it's enough. Like, can we progress, please? Um, I agree that Robin needs to leave though because I do think, as you all said, it will bring out a different side to Giselle and we need that side of Giselle that's not so, um, me. I think she's lazy in her interactions with other people because she's, she relies so much on Robin. I don't think it's really just a case of, oh, this is really my best friend, this is my rider because like we said, when the table is turned for Giselle to defend Robin, it, it ain't happening. So it makes it very difficult to believe that this is just, oh, this is my best friend, because then it would be more balanced. But we can, we can clearly see it's more one-sided. And I think it then gives Giselle this kind of laziness or this crutch where she can rely on the fact that Robin is always going to be there. Um, yeah. But what do you think, actually, about Mia and Escala? Like... Do you think this is something that's big enough to be carried into the next season? What are you feeling? I know last time, last week, you were saying you obviously hope that she would actually maybe end up in this, not like hope, like you're hoping for bad things happen, but like it would be probably different to see her go back and forth with one of you know the OGs and stuff like that. What are you feeling about where it's at at the moment between her and Mia?
1: Yeah, those people are never gonna be friends. <laughs> <laughs> but like it is nice not nice it's interesting to see like you know that little dynamic little them tussling you know
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you know going back and forth um and I think Mia Askal and Mia are much more they're better well matched in terms of like you know it's not like Wendy or Candice who shot who shut her down like the poor girl really can't get a word in there but like Ascala you know she'll try to speak up she'll try to say something smart Ascala will still shut her down though. but you know it's a much more balanced
0: it's, type. it's not as brutal as watching Wendy and Candace go at her like that actually sometimes makes me sad I'm like damn dog right. and like <laughs> when one stops and then the other continues I'm like oh guys and Let's it's so quick it's like this and she's literally she looks dumbfounded <laughs>
1: I'm like guys, no, it's fine, no, don't get, oh, oh like you really do like not feel bad, but you're like damn you they eat they're, like they eating her up. And like they really and they'll say things that like Because, eh, eh, eh. you know Candace, as Candace said quite rightly herself, she has a mouth. She she she's an orator. You know, she she can really she she does it better than all the girls on that cast. She's not one of our best readers. I think, in terms of reading, I think my my ranking is still Nini, Phaedra, Candice. But I would lo- I would have loved to see um, Candice go up against a Nini or a Ka- or a, even a Kenya to be honest. A Nini or Phaedra, someone who also could say, listen, I've got this to say about you too. But she's friends. I think she's friends with Ken- her and Giselle are friends with Kenya. It's weird that dynamic. You know. Giselle was at um, Cynthia's wedding. Giselle and- I, I remember
0: Candice, I mean, Giselle being at Cynthia's wedding, that's what I was saying. She'll be sitting at that space and she's taking pictures of Portia in, in their little black dresses. I'm like, oh my God, I hate, I hate. But Monique is the devil all of a sudden. But yeah, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, But um, I'd like to see Ascala, like I said, go against one of the OGs. I don't imagine it being Karen. Because um, also, what would she have you know, what would she have to say? Maybe Giselle. I think it would make sense for it to be Giselle. Or maybe Ashley. Yeah, you never know, actually. Because Ashley, you, you can forget, but Ashley's an OG as well.
0: Yeah, Ashley, she's, she's up there. I don't know. Yeah, um, maybe Ashley. Well, in my head, I think it's most likely. I don't see it. Be, Robin's her friend. Giselle. Mm,
1: maybe. <laughs> but like you said, um, it would be nice. Um would be better if Candy if, if Ashley was less like Candy in terms of she'll keep quiet for now and she'll say we're well, cool for now but then at the first time you get opportunity you get to snake me you really not take it to hell but to some extent you go hell you become hellish, hellish. Hell, hell, hell adjacent <laughs> um but yeah it was it was a good part um I did I did feel like by the end of this episode I was quite tired yeah it was it was it was it was a lot
0: it was intense There was a lot to digest and it was like 43 minutes long this time around
1: it was quite negative i thought yeah, it, it was very negative like,
0: we had more bad than good and it was really just like ugh, this is a, like if it's not these two it's these two and i think also in between the main back and forth there's a the little snarky re- remarks that i said here and there and it's just like, ugh, this is a lot. I also didn't quite understand, like, I, I'm going to try and see if I can find out. Or maybe, you know, I'm trying to understand what 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 sparked Ascala and Mia. Because it's not making sense why Ascala has this much vim for it. And That's apparently, me. they had, like, their little Twitter exchange. Ascala, um, when she was, I don't know what interview it was whether it was for a late night with thingy, like, I don't know what it was, but she also has some things to say. So I'm, I, I don't know what sparked it and how, because it was now when the season is over and I'm like, wait, what? How did we get here? Mm, what
1: would I say? I think it looked like the turning point was maybe when she asked, I think, did she ask? No, she asked, who did Mia ask how many businesses they have? Was just, Oh no, she asked Robin and Giselle, but Ascala was like, like
0: yeah. What does that have
1: to do? With anything? Like, so I, I think know. Mia just has been catching, not Mia. Ascala has been just been catching bad vibes off of oh, Mia. Oh, she
0: was saying something about her, like oh, she lives in a townhouse with her mom. Oh
1: no, but that was yeah, that was um off. That was on social media. I mean, off off camera, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I mean because obviously now when they've come to this reunion.
1: It's, <laughs> It's it's time to truck. <laughs> Put like that's the scary thing about reunions that like by the time you get to the reunion, it's now I'm sick of your shit and you know you cast someone out and then we are like well damn. Like me <laughs> think about where they left the season off yeah. and also like months between where they leave the season off because also um you got a sense of dates like how they film because um what is Wendy say Wendy said in January. Robin sent her the text. So it was at least they filmed this year. All of this is being filmed this year. But I think they were done by the summer. Okay. And then so it means they have three, four months between the summer and filming the reunion, because obviously they have to let some of the show
0: play out. Ah, oh, Stress. I don't know. It just kind of was like, hmm. I find it funny that you have all this energy for a scholar, but nobody else.
1: I can't even me as a boss. I'm not I'm not in the mood to say it.
0: Me as what?
1: i'm not gonna say she's whacked but I'm I gonna
0: to free herself from the shackles of being whack. like do you know what the thing is i think when she started off the season she actually had so much potential that i cannot I believe it. how bad
2: it went
1: like you could have been all th- you could have been anything through christ who strengthens you <laughs> i needed to be a bird
0: And I just think it's more disappointing when she came and even told us that she used to watch before, like surely you would learn from the mistake of your forefathers, like why what huh?
1: yeah, she just she she missed she missed the mark child anyway, but I think is that everything we have for the people?
0: That is. I mean, I'm just really excited to see next week when Mrs. Petty comes up because I know she's not gonna be as you know, political as Mr. Cohen is. She's coming to ask the questions that all of us wanna know. The real things that have been on the Twitter streets, the blogs, um everything. I'm 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 ready. Because from some of the little snippets and sound bites, chow, is gonna be
1: missing. <laughs> it is and I'm here for it. Same so guys that was the reality check podcast for this week
0: yes let us know your thoughts as usual you guys follow us on our socials um that will be at reality check pod r-e-a-l-i-t-y-c-h-k-p-o-d and also use the hashtags. So you guys can talk to us and let us know what your thoughts were on insecure and part two of real housewives of potomac's reunion
1: uh that's everything from us
2: this week bye guys bye